It's time for the Brandon Groover News Hour, sponsored by Elite Home Health, a radio show where all viewpoints are respected. You can call Brandon Groover at 904 831 0600. Okay, gang, welcome to the Brandon Groover News Hour. I'm joined by my two favorite co hosts in North America. We have AJ in the cut. What's up, AJ? Hey, glad to be here. Good to be it's here. It's finally Friday. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God it's Friday for like a double whammy. What's up, Doug? Hey, <laughs> I'm happy and delighted. Good, good, good. Well, before we go in, I would like to give a shout out to Duval Flavor in Arlington. If you're in the Arlington area or if you want to, if you need a job, they are now hiring Duval Flavor, 7185 Crane Avenue, Jacksonville, Florida, 32219. Now hiring. If you want to, Call in 904-516-4157 is the number to Duval Flavor, 904-516-4157. I know, I know the owner. She's a long-term friend of mine. All right, so that's helping the local economy. Yes. It can help uh, somebody's uh, bottom line, potentially. That's right, that's helping right. Helping our local economy is great. That's right, that's right, that's right. Duval Flavor. And, folks, today um, we're not taking any calls. We uh, This is a pre-recorded show, so don't. You know, so just listen, sit back. And we couldn't relax. all really be here. Right. <laughs> so, so you're going to hold your calls this week. Right. Got a complete great show coming up. That's right. And uh, let's just get on with it, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. My grandmother passed away. So oh, I'm her, sorry to hear so, that. Yeah. So her funeral will be yes. the day after this show is aired. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on today's show, we will discuss the growing tension between Taiwan and China. And the United States. And we will also have a frank discussion on how the Republican Party can become more competitive with minority voters. Doug, I, mm. you know, we may flip it. You want to yeah. take that first? I do. I, the, yeah, we were talking about the Republican Party and Democrat voters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to recall when we met. I think it was 2014. Yep, yep. And... Uh, and at that point, you told me that you were a lifelong Democrat. Yes, and that still uh, am. Y- yes, and you and you are. And you said that uh, you could not um, uh, even see to voting for a Republican, except that you had you were in your business, Rubio and Rutherford. Yeah, that's right. And you needed help from the right. federal government, right? If I understand it, right, right. And mm-hmm. so you you reached out to the senators, yep. particularly Senator Rubio. Yep was helping you, mm-hmm. and so you ended up voting for... Rubio. Rubio was the first Republican you ever voted yep, for. Yep, in my life. Yes. Wow. Yep, Rubio and then John Rutherford. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So how did how did that process go? Because, you know, it, was, it wasn't a very fast process. I'll tell you what really made the light bulb come on. And this is a tell-all book right now. Mm-hmm. When I started the company, I have a home health agency. And if you know anything about starting a home health agency, it takes about two years to, from launching the agency to getting paid from Uncle Sam. We take Medicare, right? So I remember when I called CMS after I got accredited, and I called up there, and uh, an African-American guy answered the phone, and I said, hey, I'm calling up here to let you all know I passed my certification. And, he's, and he asked me with a straight face, why are you calling up here? I said, because I want you all to know that I passed my accreditation. How long will it be before we're able to bill Medicare to get paid for the services? 
He told me it could be two two weeks or two years. Who who to say? Wow. Who's to say? And Kareem Brown had been, you know, bumped from office, you know, with that situation. So I didn't have anybody to reach out to except Republicans. And I reached out to Senator Bill Nelson's office, and the person who inter- conducted the interview, she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could really tell she really didn't care. Mm-hmm. But but Rubio and Rutherford bent over backwards to help me resolve that issue. And, you know, I was shocked that they would be that proactive because Republicans were painted as not being so, you know, it. They were portrayed not to really care about black people. Let's just be honest. We're on, the, we're on the family show. We tell the truth here. So when I went to them, you know, they were gun ho about helping me get that issue resolved. And that's when I kind of started having an open mind towards the Republican Party. And I've always been kind of conservative because of my Christian views. Mm-hmm. So I've always, I've always been kind of conservative on the social issues. I've always been a capitalist. I've never been with the socialist crowd. But um, – and you and I would always have conversations. I would never just shout down the other side. I just felt at the time the Democrats had better candidates that cared about the issues of the people as opposed to Republicans. Because as I always say, Republicans, in my opinion, don't do a good enough job to show with the empathy. narrative. With the narrative, because you have mm-hmm. to show empathy. If I don't see that you're that you're connected to my issue, I can't support you. It's even, it's even like President Trump. President Trump got a lot of union voters because he told the union voters that, hey, I get what China is doing to you. And they switched. But the but the, the voters have to feel that the other person who's seeking their vote at least gets it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Republican Party needs to do a better job, you know, um, communicating towards African Americans because— like I said, President Biden is the best gift to the Republican Party ever. On the show last week, we talked about how the Democratic Party is proposing to um, go after every account that has more than $600. I don't care if you're African-American or Democrat or whatever. I don't think that's cool with it. I don't think anybody's cool with that level of spying by the government. So I think that the, the Biden administration, even with the, the drastic cuts, the $30 billion cuts, that the Biden administration has proposed to HBCUs, that is a huge opening for that the Republicans could exploit, for lack of a better phrase, to show African Americans that these people really don't care about you. That they ran this whole narrative, you know, over the past um, when Trump was running, that Trump was racist. We got to get him out. And then once Trump was removed from office, the narrative quickly shifted. Like we let's look at Jacksonville for instance. Let's make it local. Mm-hmm. We have some apartment complexes that we see on television that are run down and they're rat infested. Okay, President Biden is talking about a trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Well, where's the infrastructure money to address that? Public housing, in my opinion, counts as infrastructure. It's more than the human infrastructure the Democrats are talking about. So that just shows me, that shows people that, okay, they run on this stuff, but they govern different. Because really, to be honest with you, Doug, the Democratic Party loses the white vote. So they have to make up for it with minorities. So they have to they have to run up the score with blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and, and the different groups in order to win, in, win these elections. But if you look at the power brokers in the Democratic Party, it's not it's it's not controlled by African Americans. But they but they try to portray the blacks that demo, that if you vote Democratic, you're voting for black issues. 
uh, you had the white liberals in California oppose public housing, you know, in, in areas around, you know, in out west. You can't build public housing areas in these Democratic strongholds. So talk is cheap. Yeah, so um, you started to make that shift when Rubio and Rutherford started to help you. Uh, at what point, uh, I think, you know, when the when Trump was running, you were actually in favor of Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, tell I, me about I, that. I was, and I tell you, but, you, but you, let's go back before that. Mm-hmm. When President, and we have a commercial break coming up, but uh, but when President Bush addressed the NAACP, he said something that caught my attention. He said that the African American community should force both parties to battle for your vote. If one party knows they have a monopoly on your vote, they're going to take you for granted, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, the other party is going to simply ignore you. But if you can kind of get both parties to fight over you, for a lack of a better phrase, you'll get better outcomes. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a commercial break coming up. Um, and we'll continue this conversation on the other side of the dial. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good. You're listening to the Brandon Groover News Hour. And uh, Brandon, you're still with me here on the microphone. Yes. And uh, we are not live today. We should remind our listeners that the program is actually, although we're all together like normally, we're mm-hmm. not live because right. you had previous family commitments. Right, right. And, uh, and, and of course, our prayers and condolences you. with you and your family. Thank you. You lost your grandmother, yep, right? Yep, Thank But uh, hold the calls this week, and then next week, mm-hmm. next week. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back on the telephone, <laughs> yep. and Marty yep. will be going, how come they're not answering my call? Right, 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 right. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Brandon okay, Grimmer News Hour. Thank you. Frito-Lay has been a proud part of the Florida community for over 60 years. Their team produces some of America's favorite snacks, including Lay's potato chips, Doritos, and Cheetos. Today, the local Frito-Lay job site provides jobs for approximately 375 full-time associates. And the company is looking to grow the team and is hiring right now for a variety of positions. Frito-Lay's benefits include a retirement plan, 401k, health care, paid vacation, and more. Pay ranges from $17.62 to $33 per hour with room for advancement. Join the team at Frito-LayEmployment.com. That's Frito-LayEmployment.com. PepsiCo and its Frito-Lay division are an equal opportunity employer. Female, minority, disability, protected veteran, sexual orientation, gender identity. Let's get back to the Brandon Groover News Hour, sponsored by Elite Home Health. You can call Brandon Groover at 904 831 Okay, gang, welcome back. Okay, Doug, let's continue this, this coming out of sorts. Yes, yes. But <laughs> I love this the, the story of yours because it, it showed the well, it actually, it shows the courage mm-hmm. that you had to see see a different perspective, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a fascinating story how that happened. So, so you were you were telling me about uh, it was 2016 or or just a little bit before then, and um, and Hillary and Trump were uh, running, mm-hmm. and um, and you were in the Hillary camp. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I supported um, voted for Obama twice. I supported Hillary Clinton. Um, but even when President Trump was on the campaign, there were certain things that he was saying. Because I've always cared about working about workers. You know, I, we always talk about this. 
and I I never be, I've never been in that that uh free trade crowd by by all means. In mm-hmm. other words, it's okay to be free trade as long as the other countries are practicing fair trade. And I I grew up in the east side of Jacksonville, and that was, that that is a neighborhood that was once industrial, and a lot of the um, industry in that in that area alone. When you're going along, if you're going MLK towards the Jaguar Stadium, mm-hmm. you see a lot of empty factories along that area. I remember, I remember when those factories actually employed people in Talleyrand area, Talleyrand area, mm-hmm. East Side, Twenty um, First um, and Buckman. You know, all those mm-hmm. areas were even out Beaver Street, McDuff, all these areas. I remember going there too. I worked at a at a boatyard. Uh huh. Back in the '60s, mm-hmm. actually, the late '60s, I was a, I was uh, 14 at the time, mm-hmm. and I'd go out to Ellis Propeller Company, yep. which is right out there on Phoenix yep. and um, Martin Luther King. I know what it is. And mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, so that was um, and that was heavy industrial. Yep, yep. And then and, th- and those were jobs that paid well. You know, mm-hmm. I remember like on the east side where I'm from, all of the homes were nicely kept homes. It was in the urban area, but they were the neighborhood was clean, mm-hmm. and I saw the connection between what Bill Clinton did with NAFTA, with the WTO allowing China into the World Trade Organization and the decimation of the community. And I also knew that those communities did not have a high crime issue because there were employed fathers in the home. And I saw those jobs being sent over to Mexico, and I saw drug trafficking coming and coming in its place. And what I realized is that the policies that the Democrats are preaching in Washington have little effect on the conditions on the ground. In fact, the Democratic policies, in my opinion, have sacrificed the black community more times than I can count. If you look at what President Biden is doing with the HBCU, I told people off air that um, the Democratic coalition, it is always the black community that bears the burden of the Democratic coalition. If President Biden wants to fund a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill, I knew he would balance that budget on the back of black people. And if you look at what he's, what he's doing with the HBCUs, he's cut this, now he's talking about universal college, right, in this $3.5 trillion. Well, how in the same budget are you cutting $30 billion from HBCUs? It's an oxymoron. It makes no sense. What are HBCUs? Historically, historical black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. And and the HBCUs uh, were kind of like the um, birthplace of the um, of the black middle class. You know, during Jim Crow, you know, when blacks couldn't get a couldn't get accepted into you know white schools, these HBCUs historically were on par or surpassed you know these uh, these white schools as far as academic performance. So, like I said, if, if like. A lot of people get into rhetoric. I don't look at rhetoric. I look at policies and, and, and legislation. And what I'm seeing from the Biden administration will, will go on the wrong way. And, and the reason this is happening is because the African-Americans vote overwhelmingly for the Democratic Party. And it's, if, let's just say this. I had a guy to tell me last week. I was telling him, you know, about uh, some of Trump's policies. And he said, well, Trump was good for blacks, but I don't trust him. I don't think he really meant black people any good. I'm like, but Trump isn't coming to your house. You know, you, you, you're talking about what he, he, he doesn't even know you to not like you. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 so 
you have people who actually think that these politicians like are like your family. Like I sat here and watched the inauguration. This was the sickest thing I've ever seen. I watched the inauguration and I saw women on Facebook dressing in pearls as if they're at the inauguration because Kamala Harris had on pearl. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, do you really think that those people in Washington, D.C. really care about you? I mean, if they did, they wouldn't send your jobs overseas. Like, I'm, 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 I'm the type of person. I don't care about what you say. I look at what you do. And uh, if you look at a lot of the policies on the Democratic, on the, even the war on crime, you know, in the, the 94 crime bill, you know, the Democratic Party always goes aggressive on the black community in order to score points, you know, with, with certain groups in the country. This, this has been a trade-off from day one. And my thing is, like, I feel my black vote is just as valuable as your vote. And if, if the Republicans or the Democrats wouldn't do it to you, I won't allow them to do it to me. And, and I believe that we have to stop this blind party loyalty because if, like I said, it's like a marriage. If, if my wife, if my wife told me, no matter how bad you treated me, I'm not going to go anywhere. If I'm a bad person, I'm going to take advantage of that guy out of jail card. And that's the same thing that the Democratic Party has done time after time again. Because I don't hear any major outcry about this $30 billion cut. You look at how, um, and I don't, we don't have to get into the semantics of it, but look at how Mexicans are treated at the border and how Haitians are treated at the border. I've never saw cowboys rounding up Mexicans with ropes. And I always say that black people and ropes don't look good together, mm-hmm. you know, based on strange fruit and all the bad that happened in history. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I laugh a lot because sometimes stuff is so sad you have to laugh to keep from crying. But but I'm just saying the gloves came off on those Haitians, and that wasn't under by, under the Trump administration. And if that would have happened under Trump, you would you would have had cries for impeachment. But I'm just noticing that you know different groups get different treatment. You know that's just like um the police reform bill that the Republicans were trying to pass. It was torpedoed by the Democrats because the Democrats said the bill didn't go far enough. But when we had an issue with, with that guy attacked those Asians up in Atlanta, those those parlors, you got a you got a hate crime passed for Asians, just like that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the election I thought was, was supposed to be a referendum to address what happened to George Floyd? That's what the whole you know twenty twenty thing was about. We got to get the we got to get the Democrats in to deliver justice and nothing crickets. Mm-hmm. So that, my yeah. point is to, and I challenge people who disagree. You know, you can they can disagree with what I'm saying, but d- give me the substance. You have these elections every two to four years. They come into the community, and they, they hit and run. They they get the vote and they're out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Tell me about how you know, on election day mm-hmm. you were still in favor of Hillary in 2020. In 2020? Mm-hmm. No, in 2016. 2016, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point did you start saying, oh, wait a minute, so, uh, I'm I'm changing my perspective? It was stuff, see, it, see I've never been all in mm-hmm. on the, on, on, like I told you earlier, when George Bush said that to me, it kind of uh-huh. got, the, got the juices flowing in the brain. But I've never been all in, you know, and plus, based on my religious views, I don't trust government anyway. 
Because so you've never yeah. been all in yeah. for right. people are just listening all in on the Democratic right. agenda. Right, right, right. From exactly. Year, from right. Uh, election to right. election. Right. Yeah. I've never been all in with that because, like I said, the Democrats, I, I grew up in a conservative Christian home. So certain things the Democratic Party pushes, I never could really embrace that stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. I would tolerate it, but I've never been gun ho about it. Mm -hmm. But I but I feel like if the Republican Party did a better job articulating that they get it. Like I said, like that police reform bill. I'm not saying all police are bad. I'm not saying that 90, 99% of police officers are good. But if you have a situation where people feel they're untouchable, then you're going to have abuses of power. We just saw on the television the other day, you had a guy in a car who was a paraplegic. He's telling the police, I can't walk. They drove the car out the car. And so, so it's silly stuff like that that we need to address, right? And like I said, and this is not me being against the blue because I don't have an issue with police, but I have an issue with injustice. And I feel that uh, if the Republican Party would, you know, would have, you can continue to address issues that cause African Americans to stay woke at, uh, awakened at night, the, the, um, the, the elections will start to trend in their favor mm -hmm. because the Democratic Party wins 94% of the black vote. They cannot remain in power if they fall below that, how far how far below would you there would you think there'd be a tr uh, tipping point? I think if had we not had the in the increase in absentee ballots in 2020, I think the uh, the the 20, one out of five black males voted for Trump the second time mm. for, for his reelection. One out of five. One out of five. So you're, you're, you're saying twenty percent. Twenty percent. So so had we not had the you know the other 15 million additional ballots. If you had, if you had, if you had a standard electorate, well, 40, well, 55 percent or so vote. If we had those same numbers, Joe Biden would not have would not have won. Well, I'd say the pandemic hit us in more than right uh, in a bad way, right. in more than one way. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic. If it wasn't for the pandemic, Trump would have gotten reelected with the black vote. Mm -hmm. mm. And Hispanics were also yeah. on the increase. Absolutely, he got fifty percent of the Hispanic vote. Even with his uh, yep immigration uh, remarks, which were taken and amplified by the the media. But you know who? Do you know who who is? Do you know who are most conservative on immigration policies? Hispanics. Mm. All of those uh, all those counties in Texas that border Mexico, they all trended Republican because love it or hate it. You have a lot of dangerous people coming into this country from Mexico. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for Democrats up in New York to say there's no need for a border. But if you live in El Paso in these towns near the Mexican border and your kids are being gunned down by these drug cartels, it will make you, even though you're Hispanic, you will be, a, you will be for a wall because mm -hmm. nobody wants kids gunned down. That's why they're escaping right. those countries. Exactly. To get away from Exactly. Last year, yeah, last year, 19 million, I mean, not 19 million, 19 members of the Mexican Congress were assassinated by the drug lords. Mm. Not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. Yep. Yeah. So you, you, so you were making this transition. Do you, do you want to um, uh, go into where you are or, or what, um, or what happened? I, I think we have a commercial break coming up mm -hmm. and on the other side of the commercial break. We'll go in. Yeah, okay, good. Commercial break, right, AJ? We have a commercial yes, break. we do in about okay. 60 seconds. Okay, cool. And we should uh, explain. Now, if, if uh, listeners are wanting to call in and uh, I will do my best to field field the uh, calls, I'll 
I'll be in the studio, mm -hmm. but this program is being pre-recorded because mm -hmm. of personal concerns right. with Brandon. Right. And uh, in order to keep the show the going, we wanted to present some new material. Right. So it is pre-recorded today. We're not here live, so hold your calls. Yep. We still love your calls. Yep, we do. Love you listening. Yep. But uh, just hang those calls. If you have anything that you're thinking about this week, bring it next Brandon week. Brandon will bring it to the field. Yep. All right, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll those questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brandon Groover News Hour on Talk Radio WBOB. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville. WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says the tangled supply chains and shortages that have bedeviled the U.S. economy since last summer have gotten worse and will likely keep inflation elevated well into next year. But he said the Fed is not yet prepared to lift its benchmark interest rate. Powell has previously said that shortages and higher prices are mostly a result of the pandemic's impact on supply lines, with factories in Asia temporarily closing amid COVID infections and dozens of cargo ships anchored offshore. The Fed chair spoke at a virtual conference Friday hosted by the South African Reserve Bank. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 73 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 125. The S&P 500 lower by four. Oil up $1.51 to close at $84 and a penny a barrel. More details at srnnews.com. News on WBOB, AM 600 and 101.1 FM. Good day, I'm Patrick Johnson. We're working to learn what led to a double shooting in downtown earlier this morning. JSO investigating this happened at the 700 block of East Union Street near Palmetto Street. Cops responded to find two men shot. Both were taken to a nearby hospital, one man in critical condition, the other is expected to be okay. Governor DeSantis coming to the defense of a Central Florida firefighter who was canned with a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That firefighter, Stephen Davis, appeared with the governor. Two days ago, I was, I was terminated for what I believe to be an unlawful order. The governor also wants to allow workers who refused to get vaccines and got fired to receive unemployment benefits. The woman who was arrested at her daughter's hospital bedside, Lynn Savage, has seen the charges of trespassing dropped. Savage says it didn't make any sense that she was arrested in the first place. That's Jacksonville.radio news. Where are the tie-ups to avoid WBOB traffic? East and westbound on the Arlington Expressway, it's all good with no major slowdowns from Southside Boulevard over the Matthews to Liberty Street. The 295 West Beltway, both directions, that's a steady drive from I-10 past Blanding over the Buckman and into the south side. Partly cloudy tonight with a low in the mid-60s. Tomorrow and Sunday, bright sunshine, mid-80s, clear at night, low 65. Nolan Ryan has just pitched his seventh career no-hitter. Hi, I'm Nolan Ryan. This is my wife, Ruth. We drink La Blue bottled water every day. La Blue is the purest, best-tasting water we have found anywhere in the market. Our bodies love La Blue, and yours will, too. If you want to hydrate like a Hall of Famer, ask for La Blue Ultra Pure Bottled Water by name at your favorite retailer. 
or go to LeBlue.com to have it delivered to your home, your office, or your church. That's LeBlue, L-E-B-L-E-U.com. Every day in this country, police officers protect and serve our communities. But that service comes with great risk. That's why Mike Gallagher founded Gallagher's Heroes. Gallagher's Heroes Fallen Officer Fund supports the family of officers killed in the line of duty. We also provide the first responders Bible free of charge to the brave men and women who help keep our communities safe every day. Please support law enforcement. The Gallagher's Heroes Fallen Officer Fund. Go to gallaghersheroes.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. That's gallaghersheroes.org. You hear the news those in power want you to hear every day. You can't avoid it. Is it real? Is it factual? Here's a challenge. Listen to the conservative voices on WBOB for a week. Now you have another side to consider. Which will you choose to listen to after that? It's a free country. You get to choose. The conservative voice of Jacksonville. This is AM 600 and 101.1 FM. WBOB. Let's get back to the Brandon Groover News Hour, sponsored by Elite Home Health. You can call Brandon Groover at 904 831 0600. Okay, gang, welcome back. Uh, so, Doug, you have any other, um, anything else before we go to the, yeah, go down to China? Yeah, yeah. Um, before you go to China, I w- mm-hmm. I'd like you to, uh, uh, talk about the, the, your experience mm-hmm. about going from um, not only being a Democrat, um, but and you can you're still a Democrat, mm-hmm. but to the point where you were then saying, okay, but I don't need to necessarily uh, vote all the time on the Democrat you, ticket. My thing, like my my heart is with my is with the people I grew up with in the urban area of mm-hmm. of, of Jacksonville, and I know it's the you have patterns across the country, you know the same issues that address that 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 are affect the the underclass in Jacksonville affects the white underclass in the Midwest and affect the black underclass, you know, all over the country. And um, like I said, I just noticed I, I'm a I'm a policy person, and I look at these policies and the policies that like the Clintons were trying to do TPP, Trans Pacific Partnership. That would have been NAFTA on steroids. So whatever I'm complaining about NAFTA, as far as harming the black community or harming, you know, whites in in the Rust Belt, it would it would have been magnified to the tenth power. So and and like I said, when I look at like I said with this with this 3.5 trillion dollar infrastructure stuff that Biden is talking about, I don't see any policies to address the issues in the black community. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and so I I I realize that they don't take the black vote seriously. I mean, Charlemagne, a major syndicated African American with over 20 million listeners, asked President Biden, "Why should I vote for you over President Trump?" And Joe Biden said to him on national TV, "If you don't vote for me, you ain't black." Come on, man. I've never exactly. I've never heard. A major, a politician from a major political party, talk that way to a person they're interviewing, mm-hmm. and like I said, that's because the Democratic Party takes the black community for granted. Because there's no mm-hmm. way you will vote for the for the, for the boogeyman for the Republican. Mm-hmm. But like I said, but the Republican Party 
would take me by the hand and adopt police reform, sensible police reform. I'm not saying defund the police, but like I said, I don't care what anybody says. We live in a country of checks and balances. Every person should be subject to due process and subject to the law. I'm not saying it has to be through review board. What I'm saying is we need accountability across the board. And if the Republican Party can lead with that as they were going to do with the Tim Scott Trump bill that the the Democrats torpedoed, there's a way we can do this without demonizing the police. Because I always say all the time, the police don't call themselves. The police are called into these communities. So I don't blame the police for they're doing their job. You know, you have bad people in these communities who they protect. Like I said, my issue is not with the police, but there is a fear in the black community, whether it's right or wrong, is there. The same way that you have Democrats who laugh at Republicans for fearing election fraud. It, the job of government is to address concerns. It's not, the, it's not for government to say, oh, your concerns are illegitimate. It's not for the government. The, you have people attacking Democrats. I'm sorry, attacking Republicans for questioning the integrity of an election. Saying, oh, you can't do that. Well, I feel the same way when somebody tells me I can't question the integrity of every single police officer. I can't, I can't question not one police officer's integrity, not one. But you're going to have rotten eggs in anything. Exactly. Including religion. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's human beings right. are imperfect. That's right. It's just the way it is. Yep. We've all done things we've regretted yep. through our lives. No, we've said me. things. Yeah. And, uh, but apparently, as things have gotten along, you can't say anything. People have made mistakes in their past, but, yep. but uh, unfortunately, yep. they're, they're being uh, brought up yep. and like it was something they said yesterday. yesterday. Yep. And uh, I don't know. You can't tear apart history completely yep. Yep. if you want to uh, get away from the bad stuff. Yep. It's it's still got to be there. There's, I guess, people that want it to go away, yep. but it might come back again. Yep. Well, this is because they've been this extra. These people have been extra coddled. They can't see nothing that offends them. Mm-hmm. They can't hear nothing. Oh, if somebody disagree with me, that hurts my mm-hmm. ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. one of the big problems now, yep. don't you think? Yep. I mean, Republicans and Democrats have different views on things, yep. which is a natural thing, yep. natural progression. Yep. But you know, if we're still Americans, that's Absolutely. what we should be. Number one. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we should be respectful. Yep. Respect is a word that's been lost yep. in every, almost every day when you go out. Absolutely. How long is it when you get in your car before you feel disrespected on yep. the highway? Yep. To get mm-hmm. that middle finger. Doesn't, doesn't take too long. Does it? <laughs> nope. Does not. Man. Does not. And that's the thing too. This country, we have been overly balkanized. Mm. When you put people into tribes and you know, this group and that group, the blacks against the whites, the gays against the straights, the, Asians against the blacks. And eventually when you balkanize people, you know what happens when you balkanize? People start shooting at each other. And that's what we don't want. Just keeps on escalating. Yeah, it gets worse. And the media's feeding into this frenzy. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, you know, I get it. The media's or the politician's job, when you have a failed presidency and you haven't addressed the issues that affect people, then you want to find a boogeyman to blame. Mm -hmm. That's scapegoating. That's what Adolf Hitler did. We don't do that. You know, you know, we if, if if President Biden chose to run for president, so you don't get to blame Trump. You don't get to blame this group. If you're the president, you signed up for it. You fix it. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to be president of all the people. Yep, that's what he said. Unity. That's what he said anyway. Yep. Well, the thing he's unifying is 
a lot of people are a turning unifier. against him. Right, right. A unifier. <laughs> right, right, well, that right. that hasn't worked out too well. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Based on what we talked about last week, that $600. Good luck in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, anything else though before we I just appreciate your and courage and I, you. and uh, and I think anybody who uh, wants to follow your lead and and look at things with a new perspective, I think it's a it's a good thing. Absolutely, and the thing is too, the Republicans control half of the government, so if you only have access to the Democratic half in school, a fifty was an F. So if if the black community only wants to entertain or work with just the Democratic Party. You're never going to get anything done when you're not working with the other side. You get, you'll get you get more done if you... Uh, I'm not telling all black folk to come to the Republican Party. What I'm saying is open your, hold people accountable. And if they don't solve your problems, vote the other side. Mm-hmm. And, and just, as the song say, do it. Do it till you're satisfied. Vote, vote until you get what you want. <laughs> that was a, that was a great song. Yep, sure was. I'm dating myself. <laughs> okay, so AJ, if we got well, time, uh-huh. now we we don't exactly have enough time to fit in the China clip. The uh, China clip. Okay. We can do that when we get back. Okay. Otherwise, we'll have to cut it short because okay. we're within three minutes okay, of going cool. to our to our spot here. Okay, but cool. if you want to maybe explain what's yeah, yeah. coming up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me um let me let me explain about this whole China deal here, folk. Okie dokie. Okay, so after the Chinese Civil War, the communists led by Mao took over the mainland, right? While the losing Democratic government led by Chiang Kai-shek fled to the island of Taiwan and set up a Western-style democracy. What year is that? This was back in like night in the 40s. Okay. In the 40s. Um, China asserts the one-China policy. Basically, what they're saying is two different systems for one country. And what the Chinese have said is that if Taiwan declares their independence, they will invade. The United States, an alien superpower, is committed to defending Taiwan. Should America risk a destructive war with China? We're going to talk about that on the other side of the clip because the Chinese are flying all kinds of sorties. You know, basically this is a challenge. Of the to the United States, and what our whole international currency, the dollar, the dollar being a reserve of currency, is because other countries invest their foreign reserves into our dollar because we protect them. So mm-hmm. this could be poking. This is the Chinese poking a pencil into mm-hmm. the eye of the of the American Empire. Ooh, that sounds uh, dangerous. Yeah. So uh, we got a commercial break coming up, and after the commercial break, we're going to run this clip. And we're going to talk about um, have a discussion on it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? You think we should risk? Do you think we should defend Taiwan? I do. I do believe we should uh, defend Taiwan because, uh, first of all, we made we've made that commitment in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm pro democracy, and so and pro freedom. I got a radical solution. What's that? I'll do it after the commercial break. I can't wait to hear it. And I'm, I, I it's a make, teaser. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got a teaser yeah, going on yeah. here. <laughs> AJ, train me well. <laughs> well, that's going to be good stuff to listen for. We'll have the uh, clip and some uh, possible solutions. Yep. And remember, guys, this is a pre-taped show today mm-hmm. because Brandon had some personal affairs to take care of. Yep. And uh, we, 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 our thoughts are with you, Brandon. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back live next Friday. But this Friday, we're having fun on the radio. 
but we're not actually here. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Frito-Lay has been a proud part of the Florida community for over 60 years. Their team produces some of America's favorite snacks, including Lay's potato chips, Doritos, and Cheetos. Today, the local Frito-Lay job site provides jobs for approximately 375 full-time associates. And the company is looking to grow the team and is hiring right now for a variety of positions. Frito-Lay's benefits include a retirement plan, 401k, health care, paid vacation, and more. Pay ranges from $17.62 to $33 per hour with room for advancement. Join the team at Frito-LayEmployment.com. That's Frito-LayEmployment.com. PepsiCo and its Frito-Lay division are an equal opportunity employer. Female, minority, disability, protected veteran, sexual orientation, gender identity. Let's get back to the Brandon Groover News Hour, sponsored by Elite Home Health. You can call Brandon Groover at 904 831 0600. Okay, gang, welcome back to Act Four. Okay, so AJ, let's run the China clip and I'll give you all my radical solution. All right, here we go. This is uh, one of the most tense times. Uh, in 72 years uh, in the Strait. And uh, I think a lot of this boils down to China wants to get the attention of the United States. I mean, Beijing has been really, really frustrated with deepening U.S.-Taiwan ties on all fronts, in particular in the security domain. Uh, and, you know, we saw it start on October 1st uh, and stretching into October 3rd that China sent an unprecedented number of military aircraft. And then there was a little bit of a break. And then I heard just today there were an additional three aircraft, uh, at least uh, flying into Taiwan's air defense identification zone. Uh, you know, the reality is that China is frustrated and is looking for some type of solution. Now, when you look at Xi Jinping's speech uh, the other day, yesterday, uh, my time at least, uh, you know, he did not, he used the words peaceful unification, which a lot of folks, you know, were, were, were per, uh, perked up to that because in the last speech he gave a couple of months back, three months back, he did not use peaceful unification. So that is sort of a tempering of language, uh, subtle as it may be. I think over the next 12 months, you're going to see continued Chinese military assertiveness. And when you look beyond that out to 2024, the next uh, presidential election in Taiwan, uh, China is very concerned that Tsai Ing-wen's current vice president, Lai Ching-de or William Lai, will become the nominee for the Democratic uh, Progressive Party, the DPP, and they believe that he actually wants independence. So I think 2024 is definitely a time to look at more closely. And it's interesting you picked up on the language of this speech. That's certainly something that, uh, you know, I saw a peaceful reunification, very different, a stark contrast to that smashing any attempt at formal independence that he said uh, at the 100th anniversary of the uh, Communist Party. Why do you think that change of tune in the messaging here? 
Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, debate about that, right? I think when, you know, you're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Communist Party in China, you certainly want to strike a, a, an, a an assertive tone, right? Uh, but when it comes to speaking on uh, on on the sensitive issue specifically on Taiwan, uh, which happened uh, uh, yesterday, you know, I think Xi Jinping wants to be a bit more delicate because the last thing you want to do is essentially convince the Taiwanese people to elect William Lai in 2024. I mean, just to give you a little bit more about him, he has actually claimed in the past that he is a pro-independence worker for Taiwan. Uh, you know, Beijing consistently has not has has, has uh, not trusted Tsai Ing-wen, even though she's been an extremely pragmatic president. Uh, they've called her a closet independent supporter, a separatist, right? But here you have in William Lai, someone who's openly called for Taiwan independence. And so I think there's a little bit of delicate uh, uh, maneuvering going on with that last speech. Okay, game, we're back. Oh, do you have anything before I jump in with my solution? Yes, sir. I'm, okay, so. I'm eager. This is my thing, and this is sometimes I have to think outside the box. When we had a similar situation with, remember, we had East Germany and West Germany. East Germany was a part of the Soviet bloc. West Germany was a part of the American bloc. What would have happened to the Soviet Union if they would have invaded Western Germany? I even took Berlin. Berlin was in the mm -hmm. Soviet Union. It was split yeah. in half. What I think the United States should do, and this is very controversial, but I think there's something called mutual assured destruction. Because if we fought a conventional war with Taiwan, I believe the United States is already in bad financial straits. So if we had a ma major war with China, it would cost a lot of money. It would bankrupt the country. It would kind of do to us what happened to the British Empire. Remember, Great Britain did the right thing by fighting Hitler. But after World War II, they were bankrupt, they had to sell that, they had to get rid of the empire because they couldn't afford to maintain security. But I think the United States should do, I wouldn't double down on a major war because it's gonna blow up our deficit even worse and it's gonna drain our economic power. What I would do, I would install nuclear warheads on the island of Taiwan. Think about this, what keeps America from invading North Korea? They have nukes. You don't invade a country with nuclear weapons. But if the Chinese government continues to assert their authority over Taiwan, and they, because they, China know they will, China has 1.4 billion people, Taiwan has 20 something million. They will crush them like an ant. And if the, and the United States will have to get there to defend them. What if they sunk your aircraft carriers? You know, on your way, you see what I'm saying? On your way there. But I think what the United States should do is bring Taiwan under the nuclear umbrella, I wouldn't, I wouldn't protect them with my nukes, but I would give them nuclear weapons. And, hey, you all go at it. And I promise you the Chinese would think twice before invading a country with nuclear weapons. Now, do you think the Chinese really want Taiwan, or is it a test case for them? I think they want to see this is the thing with Taiwan. Taiwan is just like Cuba to America. It's right off the coast of Florida. Mm -hmm. Taiwan is like right across the China, right across the straits from China. And they feel they have a right to it. They feel they and have we, a, we haven't really wanted Cuba. We just right. didn't want it to be communist. Right, right, right. Because because what happened, that, okay, if the if Taiwan falls under, under the Chinese government, right, they can use Taiwan to island hop towards the 
specific to, to drive the, the, the Sounds Chinese. Sounds familiar, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Chinese <laughs> want to drive the Americans out of Asia. The same way the United States, you know, did the missile crisis to force the Soviets out of the Western Hemisphere. So if you put nuclear weapons on Taiwan, uh-huh. and those obviously would be pointed towards China. Absolutely. And so if China comes... Uh, crossing the the line with their military, at that point they won't because they know that um, that no. Biden would go ahead and release those. No, no, not Biden. I would give these nukes to Taiwan. Okay, I would oh. give these nukes to Taiwan. Oh. Okay, so they'd be armed like Israel. Absolutely, I it's see. The what same you're thing with Israel. Nobody would invade Israel because they have nuclear weapons. Right. That way, you you don't have to worry about getting that call in the morning. Hey, Mr. President. China has invaded Taiwan, and you have to send the whole Seventh Fleet over there. Right. I, I mean, we that would not be an easy fight. Yeah. China, China, China. That'd be a fight we would lose. Absolutely, because they have more weapons in in the Pacific than we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can only fight one. We can only fight two major wars It'd be at a time. Another Vietnam. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you pull your troops out of Europe, then the Russians can invade Western Europe. So it's a stalemate. But if you gave the Chinese, I mean, if you gave Taiwan nuclear weapons. China would back down mm. because nobody wins a nuclear war. Right. You can't really use the nuclear weapons. Right. That's that's that makes sense. But right. if it was a conventional war, but uh, it seems like we've with the terrorists and mm-hmm. all the other bad actors mm-hmm. are yep. now, it doesn't seem like conventional warfare is in the cards right. as we head into the future. Right. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not mm-hmm. the U.S. military. Our, our Navy size is down. Like I said, we we can barely fund the government as it is. We, we we're max, the credit card is maxed out. We cannot afford a war with China over Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Right. It will it will hurt us economically. It will blow up our debt. Okay, so uh, you put nuclear weapons over there, and mm-hmm. you say these are yours. These you are can yours. Use these them. are your toys. Yeah, and even here's if, the code. Even if there's a conventional war, even if the Chinese start crossing. The, um, the, of course, the Chinese are going to protest any installation of right. that before it happens. Right, right. and they're going to th- they're going to get really threatening. Right, because uh, they who has less to lose right. by yeah. a confrontation? There? Right, 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 right. You remember the um, the, the Cuban, Cuban missile, missile crisis? Crisis. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same. We same. were on the brink there. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Check this out with the Cuban missile crisis. Right, we talk about the Russians installing the missiles in Cuba, mm-hmm. but the United States had nuclear warheads in Turkey first. Mm-hmm. And Turkey is right next to Russia. Yeah. Closer sure. to Russia than Cuba is to us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Khrushchev thought that yep. the young president would back down. Right. Didn't happen, though. Right. No. Right. So yeah. we just flipped the strip. Let's install nukes on Taiwan. Say, hey, go nuclear. And I promise you this stuff will cease. Because what nuclear-armed country has ever been invaded? Not one. We won't even be, we won't invade North Korea because they have nukes. They're packing. Mm-hmm. They're strapped. <laughs> well, this is the I, best out of a bad situation. I haven't heard that theory. How did you come up with that theory? I was just thinking. Just thinking. Yep, I'm just thinking. Because the thing is, we if we apply some of this, like back in the day, this, the way this country is kicked around, you wouldn't have kicked around the United States like this 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Chinese probably are loving Biden right now. Oh, yeah. Didn't like Trump so much, did Laptop. they? Laptop. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think that. Um, okay, so first of all, even if it's a great 
theory, the concept is would um, would they do it? And Biden. Uh, yeah, Biden. No. no, he wouldn't do that. No. Um, yeah. He might ask for more money. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Whoops. Right. Uh-huh. Right. But, uh-huh. I, but I'm telling you, that's that's my theory because we cannot afford we cannot afford a a war with China. Right. We, we just can't. They, that's not a small country. They're, they're big. Yeah. And one point five billion, billion people. people. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, just like Vietnam, when they right. just kept on sending. They just keep coming. Yeah, they just, yeah. And some other cities, I was just checking some stuff out. Uh-huh. You know, the uh, fourth largest city there is over 17.5 million right. people. Right, swallow up New York. Wow. You know, I mean, in London is about 8 million. Right. And, and uh, you know, the only city that I can think of that has a lot more is Mexico City. Right, but, exactly. But, uh, and that's sinking. <laughs> yeah, they're not in a good location. <laughs> right. So, um, so that's my that's my solution, America. Um, CIA, get on the job. Let's go nuclear in Taiwan and save us a couple of billion trillions of dollars in war. So, what defense does Taiwan right now have? They they have enough to hold the Chinese until the Americans arrive. Okay. But I don't want the United States in that war. Right. We can't afford it. Okay. Pack. Well, <laughs> so you want you want Taiwan to be packing. Scrapped. Mm-hmm. Mm. It ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> and we, we do have to apologize to our listeners who've been yep. trying to get in the conversation because yep. it is a great one today. Yep. But we aren't here live doing the yep. show. It yep. had to be pre-recorded because uh, Brandon had some very serious family matters to take yep. care of. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to being back live next exactly. next Friday. Yes, I look forward to it. And thank you, AJ. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, listeners. Mm-hmm. President G. Stand down. <laughs> you heard it right here. You heard it first. I love it. <laughs> Brandon Gruber. That's right. Stay safe, guys. Smoke them. Have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, John.